M. The Zone. Sure, she'll stop farming when pigs fly. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe that's the next thing that's going to surprise me. Pigs flying because I would have never imagined that Wisconsin would experience an actual tornado in the month of February. Morning, everybody. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee greeting you on this finally Friday. And I'll tell you what, this weather is just unbelievable. Tornadoes yesterday, no snow on the ground around the state of Wisconsin, and temperatures that are coming back to normal, maybe starting as soon as today. I enjoyed that warmer weather yesterday, but not at the expense of having a tornado in my neighborhood, that is for sure. Today, it looks like it's going to be another moderate day. Sunshine on the way. 44 are expected high. Should be calm, even as far as winds are concerned. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and 38. Sunday, partly cloudy and 39. Monday, we're at 42. Tuesday, 40 degrees. Then back into the upper 30s by midweek. We'll talk with Stumacher Ag Meteorologist, get you as many details as we have at this stage in the game on the tornado that came through the Evansville-Stoughton uh, area yesterday afternoon. And, of course, your weekend forecast, just in case you're planning on doing some celebrating for the Super Bowl. Speaking of this weather, Stephanie Hoff is going to join us this morning. Our Wisconsin maple syrup producers not very happy with what's happening on the weather. They started tapping earlier than they probably have ever tapped, and now they wonder how long the season is going to extend if we keep temperatures that are well above average. She's got that update for us. And it is a Friday, so we want to recognize another one of our Farm families across the state celebrating 100 or 150 years of ownership in the same family. Our sesquicentennial century farm salute on the way. And don't forget the deadline for you to submit your entries, your story, if you will, for recognition at the Wisconsin State Fair and the century sesquicentennial farms or homes you own and love. The deadline for application is March 1st. If you're still looking for the information Still looking for that application. We've got it up on our website now, MidwestFarmReport.com. Just click on the Century Sesquicentennial tab, and you'll be able to download it right there. But remember, the deadline for application, March 1st. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Celebrate our century and sesquicentennial farms across Wisconsin. There is a growing list of farms that have been family-owned or operated for over 100 or 150 years. You can find out about them all year long thanks to our friends at Compere Financial. Meet the families, hear their stories, and take a trip down memory lane by logging onto MidwestFarmReport.com. New farms are featured each Friday on our morning show. Celebrate Century and Sesquicentennial Farms with the Midwest Farm Our Report. holiday celebrations may be in the rearview mirror, but in China, they're just getting ready for their big event. You can bet that even on the other side of the world, Wisconsin agriculture is part of that celebration. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And Jackie Fett, executive director of the Ginseng Board of Wisconsin, says that the Chinese New Year is an important time of year for Wisconsin ginseng growers. 
That's because the world-renowned American ginseng has cultural significance as a gift there. She explains more about this root's importance in China and how they're working to create more opportunities for Wisconsin ginseng growers. We are celebrating Wisconsin ginseng because of the Chinese New Year, which begins on February 10th. The holiday lasts until February 24th. This is the year of the dragon. The holiday is celebrated across Asia, and each country has its own customs and traditions. In China, it's the most important festival. It's a time for feasts, gifting, and a time for family. Popular rituals include serving food that symbolizes good fortune and making resolutions concerning what one hopes to accomplish in the next year. Wisconsin ginseng is a very popular gift in many Asian cultures. It is a gift of good health, and it is used in many of the dishes that are served throughout the holiday. So why is Wisconsin ginseng so prevalent and so wanted there? Wisconsin ginseng is known for being very high quality, and it produces a unique taste that's recognized all over the world. This bittersweet taste is treasured by many Asian people. Wisconsin ginseng is known to be the most potent and therefore has high amounts of its active ingredient, which are ginsenicides. Ginseng also has a wide variety of health benefits. It is known to help boost energy and support a healthy immune system. How much of American ginseng is sold, or maybe what stats can you give us about the amount of Wisconsin-grown ginseng that is going to China for their New Year's event? So we have about 100 growers registered in the state of Wisconsin, and we grow about a million pounds of cultivated ginseng annually. About 85% of the cultivated ginseng grown in Wisconsin is exported to China. It is our number one market. What are some of the other key markets that we work with? Yeah, sure. We also work with Taiwan, Vietnam, Malaysia, Singapore, Japan. Um, We're trying to expand into new markets like India, for example. What is the alternative of Wisconsin ginseng for the Chinese consumer perspective then? Chinese consumers want to use Wisconsin ginseng. It is their preferred growing region. American ginseng, which is the type that we grow here, is also grown in China and in Canada. Because of this, there is a lot of mislabeling in our industry. Ginseng grown in other regions is often represented in the market as being grown in Wisconsin. So it's very confusing for consumers and even for retail shop owners to know if they're truly getting uh, authentic Wisconsin ginseng. And you mentioned that you guys are working to expand the markets for Wisconsin ginseng. How are you guys helping our Wisconsin ginseng growers create those relationships with those in China to be able to help them celebrate their New Year festival. One of the ways that we really try to uh, build those relationships is by traveling to their markets and helping them represent that they are purchasing Wisconsin ginseng because when we're there, it adds to the credibility of their brand and helps show their consumers that they are truly using Wisconsin ginseng. You guys did recently travel to China for a trade mission. Can you tell me a little bit more about that, What, what you guys did, maybe some of even the key things that you guys learned? Yeah, sure. In November, we took our International Wisconsin Ginseng Festival overseas. It was a fully packed schedule of many activities to promote Wisconsin ginseng. We started in Taiwan and showcased Wisconsin ginseng products and importers at an annual herb festival there. As part of the activities in Taiwan, there were media interviews, ginseng food sampling, a tea-making activity, and a tour of the traditional Chinese medicine sector of the city. We also met with traders and the agricultural trade office there. Then we flew to Shanghai, where we met with potential and existing traders and the Agricultural Trade Office representatives. Next, we went to Guangzhou, where we held a press conference and a nutrition seminar 
which highlighted Wisconsin ginseng dishes. We conducted a market review, and we met with the agricultural trade office representatives there. Finally, we went to Hong Kong, where we conducted a re-signing ceremony for one of our steel partners, CR Care. And then we held an influencer event with about 30 popular influencers in Hong Kong. This event also recognized our trade partners and featured a variety of food items containing Wisconsin ginseng. It was a very productive trip for us. How were Wisconsin ginseng growers perceived then? Or can you give me maybe some of the feedback that you guys received while you were there from those in China, of those who maybe really enjoy it, or just some of the conversations that you had, what stuck out to you? That's what I enjoy most about actually traveling overseas is you can see the impact that our product makes. They are very happy to have us there. We are treated with such high uh, hospitality and and respect, and um, they really want to learn about Wisconsin ginseng since they value it so much. It's, it's you know, it'd be like us welcoming a celebrity almost. So they're very welcoming and um, humbling trips, honestly. Were there any key opportunities or conversations that you had that you're excited now to see what's next? Yeah, actually, there's a, a pretty exciting thing happening in China right now. Um, recently, right after we came back, uh, from China, they announced that the Chinese government announced that American ginseng will be able to be used in food products going forward. Formerly, it was only to be used in traditional Chinese medicine products. But with this new change in regulation, we'll be able to expand the promotion of our product for food use now. So what will our growers then in Wisconsin have to do in order to help get into that new market? We're still unsure of what the regulations are going to be in regards to the importing standards. Um, they announced the the rules changing, but we don't have any information on the standards yet. But it's a good first step into allowing us to use our product in new ways in that market. And what else is next for you guys, the Ginseng Board of Wisconsin, moving forward now throughout 2024? Yeah, we're kind of actually really excited because USDA announced a new program that's going to be available to commodities to help expand exports and increase promotional efforts. This program is called the Regional Agricultural Promotion Program, or RAP, but this will allow us to further our promotion and marketing efforts in um, a number of countries and allow us to do more marketing activities um, because our current funding is you know, pretty small compared to a lot of other commodities. So we're excited to get some potential new funds to help us uh, promote Wisconsin ginseng more. And for those who are listening who maybe don't know a whole lot about Wisconsin ginseng. Can you explain a little bit about how it's grown and just how dedicated these farmers really are so they can grow this and then send it to China for their New Year celebration? It's one of the hardest crops that we grow here in Wisconsin. It takes three to four years until the plant reaches maturity. There is a lot of hand labor involved with growing this crop because the shade structures are all assembled by hand. Uh, the product needs to be hand weeded throughout the growing season, and then it's all harvested by hand as well. And there's a lot of uh, equipment modifications that need to be made in order to do the harvesting and the washing and drying and that sort of thing. So it is a lot, uh, a very intense product to grow. And if somebody maybe wants to try some Wisconsin ginseng, where do you suggest that they go to try some? Or maybe what are even the best ways to consume it? Just because there's so much mislabeling in our industry, I suggest that the listeners buy from a reputable source. Uh, we have a list of many of these companies on our shop page of our website, which is 
realwisconsinginseng.com. And then also on our website, we have a list of recipes uh, that can be used to try ginseng because I'm sure not many people uh, either cook or use ginseng in their normal lives. And it's really uh, adds a nice bitter uh, punch to a lot of dishes. And uh, we've been experimenting with some new recipes that are all listed out there on our website. So it's been really fun to try some new things. Are there any new recipes maybe that you guys are going to bring back now from your time in China? Well, in China, they tend to cook with ginseng a lot more traditionally. So the focus on our website, realwisconsinginseng.com, is to really focus on how Americans with our taste buds might consume ginseng in a more palatable way towards us. That was Jackie Fett, executive director of the Ginseng Board of Wisconsin. She added that exports have remained stable despite challenges posed by high Chinese tariffs and the COVID-19 pandemic. And the Ginseng Board of Wisconsin is excited for those new market opportunities ahead. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Charity Seebecker. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Roofing windows, gutters, siding, and decks. Can Legacy do it? You bet. Better prices, better warranties. Legacy always makes it easy. Go to Legacy-Exteriors.com. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. If you're talking, they will hear you every single time. Now we're getting killed. Yeah, well, Kyle's not here. How come? Kicked off the team. Didn't Tim tell you? Kyle and some other kids got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Come on, it's a first offense, right? That we know of. But why should that matter? He knew not to drink. I've made it clear to Matt, that's what we expect from him. What have you said to Tim? Um, nothing really. You know, a lot of kids try it at this age, so... I... Yeah, well, a lot of kids don't try it, too. I'm not saying that Matt's going to be this perfect kid, but if I don't tell him what we expect and why he shouldn't drink, how's he going to know? You think kids that age really listen? <laughs> they never admit it, Bill, but they hear more than you think. Talk. They hear you. For more information about talking with kids about underage drinking, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, I'm afraid the workout today for a lot of folks, especially in the Rock County area, is going to involve cleanup after the first in Wisconsin's history tornado in February. Time for our Compure Financial Ag Weather Updates. Stu Muck, Ag Meteorologist, along with us. Yeah, I can't even believe I'm saying that. I mean, later later in the hour, we're talking about how goofed up this weather is and how goofed up our maple syrup production is. But I don't think I'd ever have fathomed a tornado in February, Stu. 
Yeah, we don't think about it, but there was enough warm air building in with this system and that front that dropped through, uh, touched on your Albany. Where else were you telling me, Pam? Uh, by Edgerton on came Edgerton. Yep, up through Stoughton. It kind of came through Stoughton going towards Cottage Grove and that ended up in uh, the Jefferson Fort Atkinson area. It was fizzing by the time that it had touched down uh, outside of Evansville and that, but I guess all, uh, not Albany. In that neck of the woods, anyhow. The the good news is it sounds like uh, snap power poles, about 100 people still without power this morning. Uh, obviously, trees down, roof damage, but fortunately, no loss of lives. But if you drive in that area, you might have to take a detour around live power wires this morning. Yeah, around some things down. Uh, again, the first tornado in Wisconsin in February, I was seeing some information about hail and and everything like that near Oconomowoc, Sussex as well, late last evening. Uh, that system is cleared out. The low pressure system has moved off to our north, north of Lake Superior, and it's pulled the precipitation with it. The radar indicating some rain up in the UP and further up over Lake Superior. Some cloudiness and a little cooler day. Still a bit breezy here, but we start to dry things out. Sunshine returning a little later today, certainly into the weekend. Temperatures closer to normal. Daytime highs in the 30s this weekend instead of 40s. That's a lot closer to normal. We should be right about 30 for a high right now. So we get back to those normal temps in the weekend. Warming it up again next week, and I look ahead a bit. Next week, about the mid part of the week, some rain or snow, and could very well be talking about some snow by that time. I'll have forecast details right after this. At Compure Financial, we're defined by you, your hopes for the future as well as what you need today. As a local member-owned cooperative, you shape how we serve agriculture and rural communities. As a partner and part of your community, we're here for you with personalized service and expertise you can rely on. Contact your local Compere Financial team at 844-426-6733 or visit compere.com slash you for your lending and other financial needs. Compere Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. Incoming! Don't worry. It's not raining elephants. That's just the sound of Dairyland Seed delivering our strongest silage lineup ever. Again, get ready for even better trait quality even greater tonnage potential, and even more milk per acre. See how Dairyland Seed Silage outperformed the competition in your area at showmethesilageyield.com. That's showmethesilageyield.com. All right, buddy, let's have that forecast. Uh, the tornado and all that craziness in the rearview mirror now. Yeah, and we don't have a whole lot of rain. I'm seeing some amounts of a tenth of an inch or so, 11 hundredths of an inch at Fond du Lac, 15 hundredths at Plymouth in eastern Wisconsin. Those are some of the heavier ones this morning. My expectation will be a more cloudy start, but partly sunny, kind of breezy yet today. Mid-40s with west winds gusting near 25. Partly cloudy overnight, a bit cooler, below freezing. How about that mid or upper 20s with the northwest winds at 5 to 10? Partly sunny tomorrow, even more sun, especially in the south and east. I'd expect temps in the upper 30s with the northwest winds 5 to 15. Partly sunny Sunday, upper 30s again, northwest winds at 5 to 10. And with sun in the 40s for Monday, Pam, but some snow chance later Wednesday or on toward Thursday, just on the road. Uh, we we could use it. We literally could use it. And I'm not necessarily a fan of snow, Get don't get me wrong, but man, I'll tell you, this is just weird out there now. 
yeah, we need some snow cover back on the soil, on the soil and back on the wintering crops, and we need to get back to kind of normal. Yeah, agreed. All right, dude, have a good weekend. Uh, we will catch up with you and do a post-mortem on the Super Bowl Monday, okay? Absolutely. We'll see you then. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Compure Financial is your financial partner. Committed to agriculture and rural America. See Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Wisconsin Farm Bureau's grassroots policy really truly is a bottom-up process. This is truly started at the bottom by the members for the members. It really does work its way up the chain because this is the core foundation of Farm Bureau. We truly are all-encompassing and that's why I really believe in the Farm Bureau mission. WFBF.com. We are the voice of agriculture. A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Goodman's Jewelers has been providing a sparkle to Madison since 1933. That's a lot of great memories. John Hayes for Goodman's Jewelers. We've been caring for generations of customers, and during that time, our strengths have been trust, service, and selection. Those traits are who we are, and that will never change. Goodman's Jewelers, a destination worth reaching. 220 State Street, goodmansjewelers.com. The best is at Goodman's. Making a decision on new home furnishings is easy with Lazy Boy. You already know he only cares about the comfort, but it's the luxury and design you crave. You choose the style, patterns, and material, while he's imagining himself being seated right in front of the 50-yard line. Call it lazy luxury at its finest. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Every time you saw her, she pinched your right cheek. She gave you a peppermint candy and that special wink. You loved Aunt Gladys, but now the boxes of precious moments, stacks of encyclopedias, and heavy outdated furniture is making you crazy. At Two Men in a Junk Truck, we don't just remove junk, we restore your sanity. Experience the calm after the clutter. Visit twomenandajunktruck.com today for your free estimate. Keep what you love, ditch what you don't. Have you ever had an MRI through the hospital where you're crunched inside a scary tube-like tunnel? MH Imaging in Middleton provides the spacious comfort of a completely open design MRI, the most updated concept in MRIs. It's an open MRI, open for everyone, regardless of insurance or doctor affiliation, for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And the results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit MHImaging.com. A good friend might tell you that your shoe's untied or, hey, you've got a bit of breakfast on the corner of your mouth. Well, a good friend will also share valuable insights about the scoop on money and energy savings. Like Benjamin Plumbing and their game-changing electric hybrid water heaters. Potential savings of up to three to four times a conventional water heater with current tax incentives up to $2,000. Benjamin Plumbing's electric hybrid water heaters go beyond being just a water heater. It acts as a dehumidifier for your basement, kicking musty odors, mold, and excess moisture to the curb. Eco-friendly and efficient, these electric hybrid water heaters will leave your wallet and our environment completely satisfied. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. 
Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Have you heard about our Rejuvenation Clinic Body Suite? If not, now is the time to learn more. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Non-surgical aesthetic body treatments have progressed greatly in the last 10 years. We are proud to offer the best devices on the market that deliver incredible results. MSculpt Neo treats unwanted body fat and builds muscle mass. CoolSculpting Elite reduces stubborn fat bulges and has multiple applicators to treat many areas of the body. Mcella is a revolutionary electromagnetic chair that strengthens pelvic floor muscles to treat mild to moderate urinary incontinence. Our providers love to analyze your concerns and come up with the best treatment plan for you, oftentimes even using a combination approach so you get the best results. Let your natural beauty shine through. To learn if our body sweet treatments can help you, call Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Our guy Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media. Robbie, what's up, my brother? Well, happy, uh, what are we at, 72 hours till the Super Bowl, my friend? We're inching closer and closer, Rob. You going to be eating some wings? You going to be eating some wings, Robbie? Yeah, I'll be eating something. I'm I'm, I'm doing a sports bar with some buddies, and um, we'll we'll see what's on the docket that day. We're we're going to a fun place, Evo, where they – where they do it upright for the Super Bowl. They they, they give away, you know, a, a riding lawnmower. They give away a chair. I mean, it's, it's a lot of games and fun and drawings and stuff like that. So it it, it, it livens it up. Well, cool, man. Uh, have a good time. I'm actually going to be in Mexico, Rob. I've never done the Super Bowl. Uh, wow. Not in America. <laughs> we knew this was coming, but now um, it's official. As Mark Murphy is, uh, because of the organization bylaws mandate, Murphy's going to retire next July when he turns 70. And the committee has uh, been uh, selected, and they're going to have the search on for the Packers' next CEO. My question for you, what Murphy hired 2007, his crown jewel at the end of his uh, tenure here is going to be at the NFL draft. Uh, Mark Murphy, how good of a president and CEO was he for the Green Bay Packers? Well, he made them an absolute bazillion dollars, right? I mean, financially, Evo, and and probably bringing up the organization to modern standards, um, he was outstanding. Um, You almost have to look at him in two contexts, Evo. Number one, the football side. Number two, the financial side. He's an A-plus on the financial side. Building Titletown, you know, building that district over there where there's a lot for people to do, the you know, the, the, the sled hill, the football stadium, the Kohler lodge, the restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, the, you know, that, that, that has come miles, uh, you know, during Murphy's what 17, 18 years. It'll be when it's all said and done um, on the football side, people are going to, people are certainly going to argue, I think back and forth. He wins, he wins the one Super Bowl in 2010. The, you know, most people are going to tell you, boy, he should have won three or four. Um, 
whether that's Murphy, whether that's Ted, whether that's good, whether that's good coach, I guess is all up for argument, Evo. It's all up for debate. Um, but Murphy undoubtedly, as you know, team president has has had his hands in things certainly since the Ted Thompson uh, dismissal there, and you know, at the end of the eighteen season, um, he, he obviously stayed with Ted a year or two too long. Yeah. Evo, some of that was out of respect. I think he hit a home run here hiring Gutekunst. This, this this has gone well, and it's going to continue to go well for the next number of years. Um, I think I, I think Murphy was more responsible than anybody, Ebo, at the end of the day for hiring Matt LaFleur, no matter what they're going to tell you, uh, that it was a joint decision and all that kind of stuff. I think that was Murphy's guy um, after the interview process. He fell in love that day, meeting Matt LaFleur, and, and, he, and you know, I, I think he was more instrumental than anybody um, in terms of, of bringing him in. And, and then Ebo... You know, it, it, it's coming here in about, what, 14, 15 months. He's going to bring the draft to Green Bay, which is going to be a, a pivotal moment. It, it's a remarkable time, I think, for that city, for the organization. You know, Evo, you're going to even feel it there in Madison. You're going to have you're going to have fans coming from all over the place. There's not enough rooms, as we know, in Green Bay. It's going to trickle down to Milwaukee. It's going to extend over to Madison. It's going to go north into uh, Door County. You know, you're, you're going to have fans everywhere. That city's going to be bedlam for a few days. It's going to be so fun. Um, so he did terrific work there. I, I, I mean, Ebo, Bob Harlan is the gold standard. He's not going to be matched. He was as good as it absolutely gets. But Mark Murphy following him, big shoes to fill. Ebo, I, I would say overall that's a B-plus, A-minus job. He did top to bottom. Yeah, uh, you brought it up. Um, uh, There's a couple knocks, and I think you yep. said it perfectly with Ted Thompson, you know, kind of letting him, um, you know, out of respect for Ted. He did so much. Ted did uh, good for the Packers. But at the end there, it was kind of you know, obvious, right? Uh, also, my biggest knock, um, Robbie, how he treated a Super Bowl winner in Mike McCarthy. That was he done. He he did big Mike dirty, man. That, that's I'm I'm always gonna hold that over him. He did big Mike dirty. I know he had to move on, but to do him like that was tough, Rob. You could have waited a month. I I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more. People get caught up in the moment these days. You know, look look. Take games for example, right, Evo? It, it's the best game you've ever seen. It's the it's the greatest play in NBA history. It's the most remarkable moment the NFL has ever seen. We get we get so sucked in to the micro, into the here and now. And Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Pretty mild Friday on the way. Sunshine, 44 degrees. Winds today, maybe out of the west-southwest, could jump up to 20 miles an hour. Tomorrow, uh, partly cloudy skies, 38. Super Bowl Sunday, partly cloudy and 39. Monday, 42 degrees. Tuesday, 40 degrees. Not much in the way of precipitation now in the forecast for the next few days. I'm Pam Yankee. So glad you're along with us. We are going to be focusing our attention on another one of the farm families celebrating ownership of their farm and home for 100 or 150 years. Stick around for that salute on the way. Wisconsin is in the crosshairs for the new season of Top Chef. This has been something that's been developing for the past 8 to 12 months. Now we can finally talk about it. Stick around for details there. World Championship Cheese Contest. More than 3,300 entries from around the world coming to Madison for the first week of March and that world competition. All those details and more on the way. 
Uh, like I said, weather pretty mild today. I am looking for any information you might have on the damage done last evening with that surprise tornado. February in Wisconsin and a tornado. Uh-huh. Hard to believe. But then again, take a look around Wisconsin. It's hard to believe. If you've got any information about damage that might have been done, especially to our farm structures, livestock, anything like that, please send it to me on our talk text line. That's 877-301-FARM. 877-301-3276. You can attach pictures if you'd like. If it's more than you want to put on your phone, you can email it to me, pam at midwestfarmreport.com. Pam at midwestfarmreport.com. I'd appreciate it. So today is the ninth day of February. What can I tell you? Well, appropriately enough, on this day back in 1870, President Ulysses S. Grant signed a joint resolution authorizing a National Weather Service, which had been a dream for a scientist in Milwaukee named Increase Latham. Uh, he was a 19th century premier natural scientist that really looked at weather and proposed a National Weather Service after he mapped data over telegraph lines in the upper Midwest. Finally, the National Weather Service authorized by President Ulysses S. Grant on this day in 1870. On this day in 1964, the Beatles started their first tour in the United States. They called it the British Invasion, and the first place they stopped, the Ed Sullivan Show, as you might expect. Happy birthday today to actor Joe Pesci. He is 81 years young. And former sexiest man, Michael B. Jordan. He is 37 years young. And now you know. Well, we can't help it. All eyes focused on Wisconsin's weather and the erratic patterns that farmers are being forced to deal with already. Earlier than normal season, for example, for our Wisconsin maple syrup producers. Stephanie Hoff has the story. Steve Anderson joins us. He's the president of the Wisconsin Maple Syrup Producers Association, and he's the third generation on Anderson Maple Syrup in Cumberland. He tells us how the unseasonably warm weather is impacting sugar bushes around the state. This abnormally warm weather has caused the trees to start to run, and not unusual. You know, you get that January thaw that will make the trees run a little bit, but it's, what's unusual about it is that this thaw lasted almost three weeks. And a lot of people, including here, uh, we got excited and we went out and tapped the trees with a with a tubing vacuum system. Uh, the system itself kind of seals the holes so that they'll last longer um, until we pull the spouts out. Where somebody with a with a bucket and an open spout, their holes will start to heal. So you don't want to tap too early because of that. Um, but with a vacuum tubing system, you can you can get away with tapping a little bit early and. We haven't cooked here yet. I think the first cooking from our woods will be in the next couple of days. Um, and then I looks to me like it's going to just shut down for hopefully a, a couple of months and then start back up again when it's supposed to. I have heard from um, people th south of us have made a fair amount of syrup. Um, a lot of the hobby producers have been calling and, and kind of talking about how much sap they're getting. And, you know, we kind of consider a gallon of sap per tap you put out is a pretty good day. Um, anything more than that is a better day, I guess. We've been hearing a lot of people that have been making that the last few days, and I expect it to continue for a couple more days. And the more the sun comes out, the more it runs. 
and today the sun was out pretty good, at least in our area. So I expect this to be kind of a, a short little season before the real season. Um, I believe the weather forecast shows no more warm days in the forecast. Everything's below freezing, even the highs beyond that. Uh, you know, our hope is we get a little bit of snow so we can get some ground cover. We have absolutely no snow anywhere right now. We just got those little piles from the snowplow is all that's left. Steve, what does the snow cover have to do with it? So what it does, it does two things. <clears throat> when the ground is covered, it's white. White reflects the sun. And so then the earth doesn't heat up as quickly. And that helps hold the temperature, the average temperatures down. So what we, and it also insulates the ground so that the frost doesn't come out too quickly. We like the frost to kind of come out a little bit slower. It prolongs our season. It keeps, and then those lower temperatures from having some snow cover keep the highs from not getting too high and keeps the lows getting a little bit lower. Ideally, we're looking for something like 12 to 15 degrees at night and, you know, maybe 40 during the daytime. You know, we like that big swing. And that's what the snow cover will help extend a, a season versus having brown ground that's heating up in the atmosphere and causing it to warm up faster than we need it to or want it to. So, Steve, you've been doing this for a long time, and I'm curious, when's the earliest you've tapped a tree? And is it better to have one of these early seasons than it is to have a late season? I'll tell you, in June. This, this, is, this is by far the earliest anyone can ever remember in Wisconsin. We've been talking to a lot of people, and nobody remembers making syrup this time of year before. There are people out there that always try to make a little bit of syrup in the fall because that's a possible possible to make syrup in the fall when the trees are becoming dormant. It kind of has a similar reaction, but the season is so short that most people don't waste their time with it. But other than that, no one that I am aware of in the Midwest has ever gathered any amount of sap in early February, not to mention late January. It's not, un, it's not as unusual in the east. The hills out there will you know, cause a little different atmosphere from time to time. So there are people in the east that will have early seasons like this, but very uncommon here in Wisconsin. I don't remember it. I talked to my dad. He doesn't remember it. He's 95. So, And there's some insight from the woods on how this unseasonably warm weather is impacting sugar bushes across the state. Steve Anderson along with us. He's the president of the Wisconsin Maple Syrup Producers Association and the third generation operating Anderson Maple Syrup in Cumberland. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Thanks, Stephanie. We'll keep an eye on the weather and try to touch base with our maple syrup producers maybe a little bit later this winter. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, the numbers are looking good for the upcoming World Championship Cheese Contest. More than 3,300 cheese, butter, yogurts, and dairy ingredient uh, entries have been submitted. Show organizers say more than 400 dairy manufacturers from 25 countries and 32 American states have submitted entries for the World Championship Cheese Contest, Madison, Wisconsin, March 5th and 6th at the Monona Terrace Convention Center. And kind of keeping it dairy for you this morning. Top Chef is back. Give it We've gathered rising star chefs from across the country. Here to Wisconsin. I need dairy. Wisconsin! Yeah, that's right. They said uh, Bravo is bringing their top chef competition to Wisconsin. Now, this is something we knew was in development for a couple months now, but just getting permission from Top Chef to release the information now. They have toggled between locations in the Milwaukee area, the Madison area, up in Dora County. Again, the new season of Bravo's Top Chef, focused in on all things Wisconsin for 2024.
Quick focus on the markets for you this morning in Chicago. Everything is lower yet again as far as the corn market is concerned. Looking at our December new crop corn this morning, that's trading down right now two cents at 470. Soybeans for November, they're currently trading down a nickel at 1167. The July new crop wheat, that's currently at 5.98 a bushel. Yesterday in Chicago, the barrel cheese dropped three quarters of a cent to 156 and three quarters. 40 pound black cheese was down a penny and a quarter, 160 and a quarter. Double A butter, two and a half cents lower at 274 and a half per pound. Coming up next, I'm going to introduce you to a sesquicentennial farm celebrant from Sauk County. Stick around for my conversation with them next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. This is Matt and Pete Gunderson. We recently celebrated the life of Ingrid, proud of her Norwegian heritage and a passion for art. Her life celebration included the Norwegian art of rose mulling. Her family was invited to help decorate the casket. Allow us to personalize every detail of a life well lived. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. A good friend might tell you that your shoe's untied or, hey, you've got a bit of breakfast on the corner of your mouth. Well, a good friend will also share valuable insights about the scoop on money and energy savings. Like Benjamin Plumbing and their game-changing electric hybrid water heaters. Potential savings of up to three to four times a conventional water heater with current tax incentives up to $2,000. Benjamin Plumbing's electric hybrid water heaters go beyond being just a water heater. It acts as a dehumidifier for your basement, kicking musty odors, mold, and excess moisture to the curb. Eco-friendly and efficient, these electric hybrid water heaters will leave your wallet and our environment completely satisfied. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Buying a really good piece of jewelry may seem intimidating, but not after you talk with William Thomas. They take the time with you so you know your money is well spent, not overspent. Their decades of knowledge shine almost as brilliantly as the stunning stones in your custom piece. Come see the collection of gorgeous gems and choose one for your very own. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Celebrating 30 years of brilliance. This is the Midwest Farm Report. From field to fork. Proud to salute one of our farm families that is celebrating their sesquicentennial anniversary at the same farmstead. We're heading to Sauk County now, where I'm visiting with Don Meyer, who's one of the owners of the farm that started way back in 1870. Goodness sakes. Tell me how it started, Don. Where did your great-grandpa come from? My great-grandpa came from Germany, and he came in 1866. And then I know he worked in Madison because we found some love letters between him and my great-grandma from the time he'd go to Madison and work until he came home, I suppose, on weekends or once a month or whatever it was in those days. But then they, they 
well, they they were married uh, in 1868, and then they made a first purchase of the farm, first 75 acres it was, in 1870. So they purchased uh, the farm in 1870, 75 acres. So how did, what did they start out doing on the farm? All I know is we found a chattel mortgage that he gave to his brother while he was still working in Madison to raise hops. So there has been hops raised on the farm at one time. There was nothing in any place that we could find out when the cattle first came. But I'm assuming they had a the typical thing on the farm like a couple of cows to their milk and, and some chickens and hogs so that they had meat and eggs and, mm-hmm. and milk. Uh, and that's what my assumption is of that. One of the what challenges might have been, too, just trying to get enough resources around to get all that going in the right direction. Did they build a barn to start? How did they that start I, out in a I, house? We lived in an old house when I was young, and I'm assuming that was built by him. It was a log house. Now, the barn, I don't have no record of what it was, but in his legacy there of the farm, they added, bought 20 more acres of woodland in 1896 from the neighbor. So the farm had grown to 95 acres, and then they held on to it in, for 31 years until they passed it on to my grandfather, which was William Meyer. They were the ones then that barn was built that I actually grew up in, and that was in, uh, the barn was built in 1906. Also in that era, there was 55 more acres of work land and pasture added, uh, so that grew the farm to 150 acres. When I came uh, into the picture, that's what the original farm was. Their ownership then, him and his wife, Villamino, had it for 28 years. He passed away in 1929 then. And so then it went from him to Villavino, his estate. And my dad was the only boy, and he was 22 years old at that time. And so he worked the farm for my mother. And that was through the Depression years then. What did, what did he ever share with you about that, Don? I mean, just to think about what any homestead, but let alone farmers, went through at that time must have been something. It was terrible, I guess, financially. He said, he can remember, I took a cow to town once. He says, I got $9 for the cow. And then his joke to that was, but I went uptown and bought a pair of overhauls for 50 cents. So... Uh, he went through some tough times. They also had a drought in that era. Mm. And he said one year, the first year of the drought, I think it was 1932, they got nine loads of loose hay to feed their cows. And I'm assuming they probably had about uh, 18 to 20 cows at that time. But his statement he did make, he says, if we wouldn't have had our farm free of debts, he says, I don't know if we would have made it. Because... He said for two years, we didn't make enough money to pay expenses. So didn't have much for expenses or they could keep on, you know, going rather minimal expenses to what expenses are today. Boy, and I bet that really changed the neighborhood. And I know that that would have been, you know, as things were happening up in that Sauk County area, like uh, Badger Ammunition, et cetera. Uh, They they came into existence in the 40s, Badger Ammunition did. But then... He worked with his mother then for seven years. His mother still owned the farm, 
and they fought through the Depression. And then him and my mom got married on the 10th of June, 1936. And the farm was transferred to him the day after their wedding. So now tell me a little bit about your your dad and then how they kind of transitioned and moved forward. They didn't add any land parcels to the farm, but I I thought back to what I remember as in 1947, that always said they built the milk house the year I was born, and I was born in 1941. So that was their first milk house. We do have a picture of the farmstead at that time, and there was a utility pole out in front. So they had electricity, and I think they had electricity in about 1936. Wow. So that was early compared to what some of the people yes. uh and his, but he did a lot of improve, major improvements on the farm. Like I said, he built the milk house in '41. He bought a thrashing machine and and built a shed for it in 1946. Well, then in 1947, I was six years old, and they built a brand new house. Mm-hmm. Well, in '56, he built a new double corn crib. We had the little old-fashioned corn cribs that were hard to fill. Everything had to be shoveled by hand into the cribs and so he pulled build the double corn cribs so we could use the elevator to get a load corn and store for storage so they owned it for 28 years then i got married in 1964 and uh that's when i also started a conservation plan hmm. and, and that was what i i enjoyed a lot laying out the contour strips to save erosion and to get be able to Test soils on different on all the different fields, and and I'd be able to increase my crop yields as well. And I'm still proud to say that waterway is still in existence today. How about that? Such a commitment to the land. That's Don Meyer celebrating 150 years on their farmstead in Sauk County. Now listen, you can hear more of my conversation with Don, more of our Century Sesquicentennial stories. All you need to do, pop on over to MidwestFarmReport.com. You'll see a tab at the top that says Century Sesquicentennial. Click there, pick the story you want to listen to. And don't forget, the deadline for this year's applications coming up on March 1st. Thanks again to our friends at Compure Financial.